I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome to Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis. He's Julio. We're here with Chris as usual. My God, I'm ready to go. What a day. What a fun episode this is going to be. Here we go, baby. Is everyone feeling good? podcast life you know let me tell you something julia i got a guy that reached out to me and he tells me that he stays up to listen to the episodes when they drop at midnight oh really on mondays and wednesdays i dig that now forgive me friend out there for not remembering your name but ye who burneth the midnight candle (laughs) we thank you we thank thee i i hope you can sleep better later in life as life goes on but for now <laughs> boy that's de- that's dedication for those of you who don't know we, we drop we drop the episodes at midnight i guess in the middle of the night going into tuesday morning and going into thursday morning so those of you who wake up early on candle. tuesday and thursday have it like a steaming hot plate of eggs Dude, the midnight candle thing, that just seems like the beginning of so many movies. It does. You're like, oh, is this Paul? It's Paul Revere, isn't it? Paul Revere is exactly who comes to mind <laughs> when I hear the midnight candle. Exactly who comes to mind. I was immediately thinking, there's a guy, and you know he's got to get on his horse to tell Boston. He's got to tell him what's up. Heads up, everybody. The British are coming. They're on their way. <laughs> Good stuff, buddy. How are you, Julio? I'm good, dude. I'm good. You know, fucking just, I don't know, dude, just living, you know, mm-hmm. nothing crazy. I see that you have arranged a pretty intricate setup upstairs. So I've taken a, a shine to smoking meats. So I remember when I, when I like first started hanging out with you, you had sort of begin, you had begun learning this kind of shit. I was so terrified of it though. It's I had this. I had this incredible contraption, the big green egg. My mom gave it to me for my birthday a couple of years ago. It was a big present. It was the only present. I'm at that stage in life now where, for my parents, <laughs> one instead present. of getting some sort of panoply of gifts, <laughs> I, I get one big thing that I want. And usually, I don't even get that because I don't ask for anything anymore. We've talked about birthdays a lot, but this particular year, I had just moved into a new place. I had a garden. In my apartment, Sick. our old place. You remember? Yeah, yeah. You guys used to come there all the time. Oh yeah, Chris, remember that? <laughs> caught him. I caught him. I caught him slipping. <laughs> caught Chris slipping. He was looking at his phone, probably looking at chicks. Doing stuff for the podcast, all right, brother? Well, you're so slim and trim and handsome now. Oh my god, that he's he's, he's probably on those dating apps. Yeah, it's true. You know, denying all the the women that want to take him out for a casserole. Chris got that. too cute to produce. All right. I'm <laughs> By the way, stuff for the podcast. I realize right? I just said take him out for a casserole. I think like that's the one dish you do not get taken you out. Would for. never go out to a restaurant <laughs> yeah, and order. You can't order a, ca- <laughs> a casserole. Yes, I'll have the casserole. Yeah. Is, how's the how's the house casserole? What the fuck is a casserole? It's like, a plate. It's. I know what it is. I'll I, tell you what I've, it is. I, if you show me a casserole, I'll say that's a casserole. It's, but what constitutes a casserole? It is a. It is a dish that Italian people cook for each other when someone, one of their friends, passes away. 
Dude, I, that's not true. It's in The Sopranos <laughs> when one of the husbands or wives dies. Somebody brings they a bring over a casserole and put it in the freezer. Okay, so I don't think that it's exclusively for death. That is the that is the symbol of it. It is casserole. an Italian dish meant for grieving people who have no energy to cook something from scratch. We we would talk about casserole when I was a kid. I don't know if it's Italian or not. Sure is. First time I'm hearing that. No, I'm just making um, that up. I know that that's not what it is. It, I, all right, I picture it being a one of those glass a glass that's tray it, covered in that's like three inches deep. What's it covered in? Uh, tin foil. Bingo, tin foil. Sorry, Chris. Or saran wrap sometimes. <laughs> it's and, tin foil. It's covered in tin foil. That's how you know it's a and freezer dish. You can see through it. I think. Sorry, Chris. I got. But excited. what the fuck is a casserole, Chris? Can you can we get some? So I think it is just the dish. All right, All right. So it seems very vague. Uh, it's just like a type of dish. I'll, I'll okay. read it. It says, a, ca- a casserole is a variety of a large deep pan or bowl used for cooking in a variety of dishes in the oven. It is also a category of foods cooked in such a utensil. To distinguish the two uses, the pan can be called a casserole dish or a casserole pan, mm. whereas okay. the food is simply a casserole. That didn't interesting really because yeah well, no, the no, casserole but, but that's interesting though, chris it makes sense w- what they're saying there is that the that the word can refer to both the food itself yeah. and the vessel in which it comes right but th- that doesn't mean that if you say it's a casserole that it's a specific type of food necessarily it's just food prepared in the, that dish quick pause on this casserole topic I, I, a dear friend of mine just entered the podcast studio it's abba ladies and gentlemen he's here we've talked about abba on the podcast before Abba and Julio have become friends. They've bonded through their tennis history. (laughs) Um, Abba is one of my closest friends, and he just wanted to come and check out the pod and listen and watch as we do, as we make the sausage. So, you know, we actually, this can become a thing. It can be called like the Abba treatment. The jump seat. If somebody becomes fortunate enough to be able to actually come and witness the pod being filmed. We could could auction off the jump seat of the podcast. (laughs) The Abba award. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. To our like best fan or whatever. To our fans who uh, have listened to every episode, but who have not exemplified um, sort of unstable characteristics, which <laughs> would would make us a little bit wary of inviting <laughs> them, them into my home. <laughs> not that there are many of you. There are very few of you. In fact, if you're still listening to the podcast, you're probably not in that category because we've probably blocked those people. Anyway, <laughs> onward. Back to the smoking. Smoking. I want to tell you about smoking. Smoking you smoke, meats. Oh, you like smoking weed? You ever try smoking meat? Well, I got something to tell you, but let's let's start with the weed. Okay. I am six days off the weed. Interesting. Are you having fucked up dreams? I I don't even know if I'm having fucked up dreams. I'm having a hard time sleeping. That's, that's, they say that happens. Yeah, but dude, that... I expected because the entire reason I started relying on weed was to help me sleep. Right. I I took to weed at night because I couldn't sleep. Right. And it fixed that. And now I have removed it again. And we're right back to me being the lightest, most, you know, restless sleeper in the world. Interesting. Interesting. That makes sense, man. That's, that's the problem with using drugs to solve problems. Sure. Is that you? It's very easy to get carried away with the amount you use and this and that, and it's a hard thing to kind of maintain at a healthy level. Yeah, you know, this is the longest period of time that I have now gone without 
touching marijuana in, I don't know, maybe three or four years. Wow. Six days. You know, which isn't to say that I was a daily user. I, I did use it most days, but there were definitely, there, there have been plenty of weeks over the past year where I've taken two days off, two or three days, but, it, you know, they wouldn't necessarily be strung together. You're right. I have made the decision that I need to take a full month of not touching the pots and pans. So you're going to do it for a month? Yeah. Cool. Good luck, man. Well, you you took a, a long time off from drinking. Mm-hmm. How long did you go? I went for like two or three months. That's and insane. to be honest, dude, it it really kickstarted me. Like I, I was really unhappy with the way that I looked when I decided to do that. I like weighed the most I'd ever weighed in my life. Um, and it was really fucking depressing. So like by doing that, it like helped me just get back to where I was before the pandemic. That's amazing. Um, so it was a good exercise. Ultimately a good exercise. Um, but you know, I had it in my mind that I was going to like do it for a while for like much longer. And then I took acid and realized we've talked about this and realized that alcohol, casual alcoholism is really important to me. Um, and that I wasn't willing to sacrifice it. So like it's it's ama- it's an amazing <laughs> way to come back to it dude <laughs> um and probably unlikely you know from not that's not used usual i think i don't think that's how most people decide to pop the bottle again <laughs> right? they just go to the, one of the hardest drugs you can find <laughs> and then that tells them you know through some <laughs> kaleidoscope speaking parrot that literally you love booze allow yourself Dude, as Ricky said, parrot. As Ricky said, you took acid to find something and you found tequila. Yeah, very accurate. Dude, now I just fucking love White Claws. Self-proclaimed Lord Farclaw. Lord, Lord Farclaw over here. He said that to me. He texted me that. I go, that's it immediately. (laughs) But dude, the kaleidoscope is actually a really good image for like acid. Is that drug that is exactly how your weird uncle told you it was going to be? You know, he's like, like, and you know, every trippy cartoon, Mm -hmm. like that is what acid is, except you don't need the cartoon. You just look at a colorful thing and it moves in that way. Um, So the kaleidoscope is actually a perfect. (sighs) Yeah. I'm, I'm not that curious. I think you'd enjoy it. I, 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 it it is intimidating, but it is much more mild than mushrooms. In my opinion, friends who know me a long time have told me they do not think I would enjoy it because one of my sources of anxiety is when I'm in a situation I can't escape. Right, right. Whether right. it's I'm committed to an event that is going to last the whole day or if I, you know, let me give you an example. Do you know about the hunt? <laughs> no. The horse race no. in Far Hills, New Jer- Short Hills, New Jersey? No, no. The hunt um okay well imagine the kentucky derby or two or something like that right well but but this one's a little different because the hunt is this or it was i don't even know if it's going on anymore it was this day of horse racing where you take the train out to short hills new jersey far hills i I don't know i think it is short hills because short hills yeah. yeah yeah and it's uh you know maybe an hour hour and a half out into new jersey and it's it's in a nice part of new jersey it's yeah. fancy and you There's go a nice to this mall there. Yeah. yeah. You go to this huge field and there there are 
you go to the middle of it, and then there's this crazy infield where everybody has set up tailgates uh, through the back of their pickup trucks or whatever it is. They fill the back of the pickup truck with ice and beers, and everyone's getting tuned up, and it's in the middle of the fall, so, you know, all the women are wearing, uh, like, knee-high boots, khaki pants, quilted vests, (laughs) maybe those hats with feather in them, and then the guys are wearing, like, you know, barber coats, khaki (laughs) pants, you know, the men are also wearing, like, whatever. So it's super preppy. It's, it's, It's a day where people lean into the prep. Yeah. And um, I went one year and everyone was having the time of their lives. And I have about a three to four hour runway where I'm having fun. And then all of a sudden I realize I'm so far from home. And I'm so far from a bed. And I'm so far from. But why would you want to be near a bed? Isn't it the middle of the day? By this point, it's probably four o'clock, five o'clock. And you've just been drinking all day. Yeah, there, there, there's something about knowing that I still have to get home and it's going to take me two hours. Right. That I need to preserve whatever ounce of energy I have. I cannot allow myself to run into a wall mm-hmm. and then blindly hope that it works out and I get home somehow. So dude, I, I think that you might be surprised how acid would maybe change that for you. My parallel with acid is that acid is like a 14 hour high. Yeah, but you, you'd be surprised at how much you might not mind it but while you're doing it. I think I would enjoy it for three hours. And then I would be like, I need out of this. That was fun. I want my thoughts back. I want the reins of my brain again. Why am I not allowed to guide my life? What is happening? I have no control. So maybe I I maybe don't have enough experience to talk about the subtleties and the differences, but I remember being really surprised at how much my mind functioned properly while on acid versus mushrooms. Mushrooms is where the the mind goes up, goes astray on you, mm. whereas acid didn't feel as like much of a mind fuck. I see. I don't know. Maybe that's incorrect, and maybe that was just one time or something because I've only obviously done it once. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Whatever. Well, we've got a couple uh, well, lines we- in the river right now, and I want to make sure we resolve a few of these things. And and, and one thing, let, let's let's focus on the weed issue because this uh-huh. is this is a a really big undertaking for me mm-hmm. because i love weed I, I mean dude even tonight like once you know the meat is fucking cut and the drinks are flowing is it going to be hard for you to not spark one up i think that given that i'm on day six maybe i've turned the corner a little i think i'm hoping that maybe the urges are diminishing yeah last night was hard yeah last night was really hard and i'll tell you why Uh, My girlfriend went out to dinner with one of her friends. So I had the house to myself with Kojai. I ordered two pastas and a pizza delivered. And I found the Son of Sam documentary on Mm. Netflix. Awesome. And it was as if the stars were aligning for me to smoke a quarter of a joint and have the greatest night bongs away of my life bongs away <laughs> i had worked my ass off yesterday thursday was i had so much work 
We did alternate side parking. Shout out Chris for his incredible editing. Um, I had done all kinds of stuff with the Patreon. Check out the Patreon. Patreon.com for Francis Sell. Subscribe. We love you. Julio's on there. Abba's a subscriber. Everyone's supporting. We love you guys. Um, <laughs> so I had done all this work. I was worn out. And I just wanted... Plus, I had not slept well the night before. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I, I just wanted to get to sleep at a decent hour. Sleep through the night. And that a little... By the way, vaporizer, right? That's the thing I've been doing. I'm not I'm not bonging it up. Oh, wait, wait. So you have still been smoking the vaporizer? No, I have not. Okay, okay. I have not touched weed in okay, any form okay, okay. in six days. Great. Um, and they say the first 48, it's like the same as a kidnapping situation. Like, if you get past the first 48, you will lose the craving the same way you would have lost the child. Okay, so I <laughs> had no problem the first two days. Interesting. Day three, I got super drunk. So there was, I didn't know there, there was, I had no idea what the difference was. Was that a direct result? No, I, I played in a golf tournament with my okay. friend okay. and we had like 14. Have you been eating more? Has there been some kind of like Mm-mm. side effect of you not smoking? Nothing really besides the sleep. Besides the sleep? No. Okay. And, and I, and I credit myself for as often and as frequently as I did use marijuana. I still think there was an element of moderation with which I used it because I have not experienced withdrawal symptoms in terms mm-hmm. of like nausea or or feeling hot and cold, mm-hmm. any of the crazy stuff that I've heard people go through. Um, I The only thing that has happened is that I, I, I've been waking up at 4 a.m. every single night as usual. And, right. and, and sometimes waking up at 2.30, right. 2.50, 3.30, and then four, and then at four, I can't go back to sleep, so I just get out of bed. Interesting. And that happened uh, two nights in a row. Dude, tell me if, how you feel about this. Sometimes I find that when I cannot fall asleep, even if I don't sleep that much, I wake up feeling like I slept enough. So my issue is not falling asleep. It's staying asleep. It's staying asleep. Okay. I fall asleep, no problem. 11 o'clock, and I'm out. And then you wake up. For four or five hours, four hours, and then I wake up, and I'm... There's no chance I'm going to keep sleeping. Like a kitten. Yeah. So all of this is to say, (laughs) I spoke to my therapist who specializes in addiction therapy. Interesting. And she's a psychiatrist as well as a psychologist. So Mm -hmm. she's got her MD. Okay. And has counseled many people off of drugs, off addiction, off alcohol, has counseled people off of habitual marijuana use. And I so wanted her to champion this endeavor for me, mm-hmm. to tell me it's a really good idea, <laughs> to tell me, you know, um, yes, I think the fact this that you smoke you. weed almost every night of the week, if not every night of the week, it, you know, is, is too much and that you should really see what it's like and make sure you're not totally dependent on all of that. I told her I was doing this and she was like, okay, I mean, that sounds like a good experiment. And I was like, well, do you think that if I do this at any point, I can come back to it? And she was like, yeah, I don't, I really don't think you have a problem. And I was like, you should tell me I have some, somewhat of a problem. (laughs) She was like, no, I mean, what you should do is you should go a whole month without it because that's how long it will take for you to be able to compare what your life is like without weed and with weed and then you can make the decision so 
Meaning, it's gonna t- it's gonna take me a full month until I'm in a point where I can say like, oh, this is how my brain works. Clear headed. This is how I sleep. I'll develop habits away from marijuana use, and then I'll be able to say like, do I like this better mm-hmm. or, you know, can I go back to weed and and dude again. I think the fact that I only ever smoked at night right before bed most of the time with a vaporizer I'm smoking you know it would take me it would take me a month or two to go through an eighth of weed that's just not that really? much yeah that's crazy well I don't smoke joints that often or bowls and when you burn it like that the vaporizer yeah, that's my night, and I'm smoking a tiny little nug, nuggy poo. Well, dude, do you you know? I know you've talked about this on the pod. Um, <laughs> well, I nuggy poo was not lost on me. Don't worry, I did enjoy that's a good that one. Um, nuggy poo is nice. Do you think you've talked about on the pod how you'll have like, you know, spurts of kind of like feeling down, whatever? Do you think yeah. that there's a chance that by cutting pot out of your regimen, maybe that will become something that happens? Less often? Unfortunately, I I have definitely had some pretty... Well, this is interesting. I mean, one of the reasons that I decided to stop was because last weekend I had a pretty down day. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend was like, this is not tenable. Mm-hmm. Which isn't to say that she wasn't supportive, but she just like, I, I don't even realize the how dramatic some of the things that I'm saying to her when I'm really spiraling sound because I've lived with these thoughts for so long mm-hmm. that they don't scare me as much. Right. But when I voice them to somebody who does not have that much familiarity with them. They're like, this is bad. She is like, (laughs) the fact that you're saying this to me, everything I've read tells me that this is a warning sign and that I now have to be proactive. So she starts wondering if she's supposed to like call my family, call my therapist, all this shit. Is there an example of something that Uh, you might say? Yeah, well, this was, I mean, I went and played golf on saturday and i don't really know what happened i guess i just played badly and halfway through i realized i wasn't having fun and then i started thinking about how expensive golf is and how i you know i don't have as much financial certainty right now as i did a few weeks ago when i was employed by bro bible and that started kicking me down this rabbit hole Mm -hmm. of will i the same shit we've always talked about like will i ever find financial footing again what is my financial future will i get to a point where i can you know afford and 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 provide the lifestyle for my family my 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 wife my kids all this that i hope to have um Mm -hmm. and have i made a mistake all these years being a comedian how long will i have to deal with not knowing where my next job or big bump or big paycheck is going to come from. And by the way, we've had this conversation and you said to me, you've been doing this long enough now that you should have faith in the fact that we can make it. We can, we'll figure it out. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's enough going on. And even though it's kind of abstract, the next thing is coming and it always does yeah. and has. And, and, you know, and you can say that once you have survived doing this long enough and you look back on the trajectory of your own survival and it just, it, the survival becomes more and more certain as time goes on, you know? I guess that's true. But for me, the, what you're saying, those are exclusively high thoughts for me. And what happens is sometimes those high thoughts carry over for me. Mm. So like, I'll have that thought. And even then the next day, I'm like, man, I was high. The residual effect of the thought is still sort of lingering in my brain. And it can get to the point where I can't sort of like, I can't lose the thought anymore. Well, I think that if there were that direct of a correlation between marijuana and, and those thoughts, I would never smoke weed. Right. And, and this is, and that's why I was making it clear that this is something that specifically happens to me. No, but my point being, I'm surprised that you do. That sounds right. like a nightmare. It sucks. Yeah. And I still, I've been smoking a little bit lately and sometimes it's fine, but other times, dude, I just become so unbelievably cynical. I'll be watching TV and I'm like, <laughs> this sucks. I'm like, this is, these people are acting. They're such frauds. <laughs> why am I act? Why do I even want to try to act? There's nothing interesting about yeah. acting scripted. Scripted is a thing of the past. People want to see truth. They want to see yeah. reality. What do you have to offer? You have nothing to offer. You sound like Holden Caulfield. Yeah. No, dude, it, it becomes this crazy thing. And then I start thinking like, oh, like your commercial is running, but those residuals are going to stop. What are you going to do? Like, yes. well, hopefully, you know what I mean? It's that kind yeah. of shit. So I don't know. But dude, I listen, I think it's a great experiment. It's, it, it's uh, I commend you for it. It's something that you don't necessarily need to do, but something worth attempting in sort of the quest for a happier and healthier existence because why not right that's it that's it i i i i think also just testing yourself in in so many different ways is always a wonderful thing to try whether it's you know losing a ton of weight or trying to put on 20 pounds of muscle or run a marathon mm -hmm. yeah you know, memorize a poem, whatever the fuck, learn a different language, expand yourself in a way and see how, if you can get there, yeah. learn an instrument. We've always talked about a long term goal yeah. sort of thing. But let me finish what, what I was saying, which was yes. that leaving the golf course, right? I got in my car at this point, I had gone from having a nice day playing golf to being utterly disconsolate. Um, and I'm driving home and I called my girlfriend and I start voicing these thoughts to her. And I think I said something to her like, I don't see the point anymore. I really just want to end all of this. And I was referring to my comedy career. Mm -hmm. And I was being like, I don't, I don't understand why I've made life so hard for myself by choosing this profession that is just it seems impossible. I don't understand how to succeed in it. But I didn't clarify that. And I spoke in broad strokes, which she took as allusions to ending my life in the car. So she thinks <laughs> I'm going to drive the car off the fucking road. And She's she like, starts where are you? freaking Pull over out. Right now. And... <laughs> I don't even know how the conversation ended, but it, it, you know that rank that it really upset her for for a day and a half. And when I got home, I, you know, said hi to her, and I immediately went and lit a joint mm -hmm. and took a couple puffs from it. And 
was a Saturday, and I was like, I, I, you know, figured that was fine. And she was so put off by it because she just said, "You're doing this to escape your life, to to not face the issues head on, to kind of take yourself out of out of facing them." And she also took it as sort of a shot at her, meaning like, I can't hang out with her if I'm not high or, you know, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And we had a long, difficult back and forth about it. I saw how much it upset her. And that was when I resolved to try to quit mm. cold turkey. And I, like I went four days. I didn't even tell her that I was planning to do this. But being the praise whore that I am, (laughs) on day four, I was like, have you noticed (laughs) that I have quit marijuana (laughs) as of four days ago? (laughs) As if I built up some body of work that was, she could step back and be like, oh my God, what a a span you've linked together (laughs) four days. So she's, Definitely behind me on it. I gotta get to a month. That's my thought. Well, dude, bra- bravo. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. You know, I I think your experiment in going multiple months without drinking is is a a really good uh, sort of self about. It's a check in with yourself. Yeah. yeah, definitely, guys. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast. I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running it's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. I had a couple of moments that were, were kind of funny about that. So first of all, let me backtrack by saying that weighing yourself at the doctor's office, this is sort of like a, a, a veering off in a bit, but you'll see why it ties in, I guess, eventually. Weighing yourself at the doctor's office is like a sadistic. <laughs> well, they don't let you get totally naked. Yeah, yeah. you're just wearing your volume has increased by a, <laughs> an amount that makes that does not reflect your accurate weight. Really wish I hadn't worn these cargo pants full of pennies. Dude, <laughs> and why they, did I think I should go to the bank after this? Dude, then they start talking to you about your like body, your BMI and shit. You're like, dude, I was wearing shoes when I fucking weighed my. Like, yeah. So, dude, it's gotten to the point where when I go to the doctor's office. I tell them my weight. They go, I go, I weigh myself this morning and tell them what it is because mm. I'm not willing to put myself through that. But it's so, so I had gone a little bit where I hadn't weighed myself, um, but I had been like being healthy and stuff. And I could feel that like, you know, thing I, I had, I'm in a better place than I was, you know, say when I got back from Alaska specifically, it was a time where it was like, I had gotten out of control, mm. but I weighed myself with my scale that I have at my house, which is it's old and it's like whatever. and. I stepped on it and it said a number that was like, like back, like completely reset to the beginning. Oh no. And I was so fucking devastated, but then went to the gym and weighed myself and I wasn't. Yeah. Listen, having a bum scale. Hold on a second. There's also, you're supposed to weigh yourself first thing in the morning after you've gone to the bathroom. Yeah. And this, and that's what I do. 
Okay. And that's what I did here. But okay. the scale is old and it was literally incorrect because I weighed myself an hour later at the gym and it reflected my accurate weight. Okay. And it was like a 15 pound difference. Oh my God. The other, dude, the other scale was is wrong. It's completely wrong. Okay. It's it's five years old or something. Well, I don't know. Whatever. Let me, let me also add that the whole body mass index thing to me is utter nonsense. By the definitions that the medical whatever journals give, I am bordering on obese. <laughs> Seriously, based on my height and weight. Yeah. How I'm much close. Do you weigh? I weigh about 207. Mm-hmm. But six I have three. But I'm six foot three, 207. But I have like a seven, six percent body fat. Right. There's no chance right. that I'm fucking obese. Right. It's just the way that these definitions of body mass index Very are. Very broad. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Um, totally. And I don't mean to like say that as a brag. I say that to anyone out there who's worried about the word ob- <laughs> obese. We hear obese. Baba's nodding. His we head, think sure. of we think of like those people <laughs> on that show who get forklifted into their ground floor apartment. <laughs> through the window and we're like am i one of those am i on my way and you're not you know i think i don't know i i i hate to speak too much on on weight issues because i feel like i'm just i realize people have a lot of struggle with that i have to say shout out to chris i mean we we give him the nod a lot dude you look great man thanks i just wanted to give you guys a tip that i learned is that um the scale is scary and weighing yourself every single day at the same exact time gets rid of that you don't you don't get scared to weigh yourself because you weigh yourself every day and that's something that i do now and it's very helpful so that's a little tip that i wanted to chris would you be willing to share with us how much weight you've lost um i've lost a good amount (laughs) since like i don't know i since your all-time high oh the highest well let's say once you decided this time to start losing weight i've lost like 50 pounds 50 pounds a lot but 50 pounds i got a long way to go so that's why i don't don't really tell people but you know you guys are special thank you yes thank you chris i got a long way to go unbelievable applause for chris we are very proud of you and you know i gotta tell you something this is this is gonna sound maybe this is gonna sound bad i i see you when you come in i'm 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 more attracted to you i am i just am i find you i'm like this hot guy is here this hot guy is here thanks man which isn't to say that you weren't handsome before i mean i definitely wasn't you know that whatever song by you are beautiful yeah oh yeah 50 pounds i was saying the, the golden number is 50 but like you said, you need to, I guess you're keeping going. So keep yeah, doing yeah. what you got to yeah. do. Long way to go. Love it. Okay. So anyway, gee, what do you got? I have a therapy question for you. Please. I was talking to people about my, when I used to be in therapy, I liked my therapist a lot. I thought he was great. But like occasionally we would have these like sort of weird conversations and I'm thinking back now and thinking that maybe it was a little weird. I don't know if it was like a stylistic thing, but he would say stuff to me like this. He'd be like, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, I'm thinking about my ex or something. And he would say stuff like this sometimes. You thinking about your ex? What are you thinking about? Do you think about fucking her? (laughs) (laughs) First of all, do you think about fucking her? Like do like that? And I was just like, he was British. Yeah. And he used the f word. And maybe I had said it first or something, and then like I I I don't know. And I never felt like. It was weird. I really liked him. I went to see him for 
years, many, many years. Um, but yeah, occasionally there would be these like intense therapy moments where like things like that would happen. Mm. And like, does that ring a bell for you? Um, <laughs> no, fortunately, <laughs> I would be put off by that. Yeah, right? Because that sounds like, like he's what? saving stuff for his spank bank later. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That sounds like he's sitting there way, trying right? to get details for himself. <laughs> My therapist, I don't really talk much to her about sex, truth be told. I don't know why. We don't really talk about that much. Um, and I would I would feel a little odd talking to her about it, which is so strange because it's supposed to be a totally, you know, open book kind of situation. But that doesn't that doesn't seem to come up all that often. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's mm. pretty weird. Well, all right, dude. So I want to talk about meat smoking in a second. Oh, good. Yeah, boy, we got so many. We got so many threads in the water. So first of all, I come in here. So we walk in here today, and Francis. Make sure you. Sorry, Julio. Make sure you edit that out, Chris. Okay. I walk in here today, and Francis has like four fucking human bodies of meat <laughs> draped over his shoulders, and he's wearing nothing. But fucking key lime colored bird dogs. That's it, baby. And I was like, what better outfit? It's almost the uniform for meat smoking. It, it kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is. I got to say, I, I've taken a shine to this meat smoking thing. I said that earlier. It is something that was so scary to me. You know who became my my Jedi master? Who? Armand. Ah, interesting. Remember Armand. Our old pal. The guy that you asked me, is there a guy that you want to be better friends with? <laughs> yes. And I said his name, and you were like, you totally misunderstood this question. You know what's funny about Armand, dude, is that when I picture Armand, I see Bill's face. Does that ever happen to you with people? Um, Where like, you try to picture them in your brain, but you see another person? No. Like I can't picture what Armand looks like because I can only see Bill. That sounds like an acid issue. <laughs> no, definitely not. It's like one of those uh, residual trip problems. <laughs> you got your wires crossed. <laughs> no, but I, I hear you. But uh, Armand, Armand is a a masterful smoker himself, and um, I think his dad was a was a barbecue guy, and so he has led me through a number of these early early days of of learning it. So we're doing we're doing baby back ribs tonight. Fire. And uh I'm smoking them as we speak, low and slow. That's what they say. Low and slow. <laughs> and um boy, I had this big green egg for all these years, but I was always too afraid of it because I, I just it seemed like smoking was this elaborate process. One of the problems was the first thing I tried smoking was a brisket. And I had Nick Mangold, who used to be the center for the Jets, yeah. uh, advise me on how to do this. And Nick gave me kind of the most complicated process he could. <laughs> I followed it to a T. The brisket was like mediocre. And I was like, all right, this is over my head. Forget it. I'm done. I can't do this. Whereas if you have a, I guess, a, no offense to Nick, I, I, if you have a better teacher <laughs> who treats you like you're stupid, by the way, that is one of the most important things in a, in having in a good teacher. Treating you like you're stupid. People should explain things like you're dumb, like you've just learned how to speak. <laughs> Dude, someone was explaining cryptocurrency to me the other night, and it was the first time where I felt like I actually understood a little bit about the blockchain, mm -hmm. the metaverse, 
all these fucking crazy things. And the reason was he spoke to me as if I were a kindergartner. <laughs> and, you know, I get that women don't like to be mansplained to. Mansplain to me. Mansplain <laughs> everything to me. Speak to me as though I'm coming back from a horrific brain injury and I need to learn how to bring the spoon of pea mush to my brain again. <laughs> That's what I want. Do that version, but with whatever, cryptocurrency, smoking meats, anything. I don't care. Well, what about bird dog shorts? Bird dog shorts. Can you mansplain bird dog shorts to me? Well, Julio, <laughs> look, the thing is, I, I understand why you're not getting bird dogs. Uh, and, 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 you know, if, if, if I had spent my life like you, you know, doing what you do. <laughs> I might have slipped your... I wouldn't yeah. understand the novelty of bird dog shorts either. I don't know how to mansplain. This feels like it's just mean. Mansplain is bird dogs to me, mean? Mansplain doesn't have to be mean. What is mansplaining? It's patronizing... Mansplaining is, explain is, is assuming that someone needs to have something explained to them that they might not have to have explained to them. Okay. So the thing about bird dogs that makes them so special is that they have this underwear liner. Really? Yeah, well, you know how that, you know, okay, so I, I realize you're not getting this. So, you know how you put your underwear on? Yes. And then you put, like, your shorts or your pants on over that? Mm -hmm. So, the what, what bird dogs did was they were like, we want to make it simpler for people like Julia. <laughs> and they attached the underwear to the shorts, oh. to the pants they make. And basically, they let you just put on one thing instead of two. Oh wow! How how convenient! It is really. That's exactly where. So Francis, you hit the nail on the head. Julia. Where can I get these bird dogs? Well, you can get them right at birddogs.com. Use promo code OOPS right now, and you'll get a gift with your first purchase. Wow! Really? You will. Do you know what? Do you know what birddogs.com? It's a website. Oh uh, yeah, I'm familiar. So you'd have to like probably log into a Wi-Fi network, mm. or maybe use your data from your phone. Do you know about that? Do you imagine if I didn't imagine if like um, <laughs> the world is so complicated for a person who isn't used to it? Holy shit. Yeah. Wi-Fi. Oh, oh Jesus. Yes. Uh, Birddogs.com. Promo code. Promo oops. code. Oops. We don't even know what the gift is. It'll surprise <laughs> you. We're not trying to be coy here. <laughs> we actually don't. We know. love Birddogs. Guys, seriously, though, it is the short of the summer and I'm yeah. smoking meats and I'm wearing them right now. Get some Got a cop. Dogs. Got a cop. Hell yeah. Um, well, dude, I want to talk more about meat, but first I noticed when I came in, there were fresh flowers on the table, which was really nice. Your girlfriend was really appreciative of it. Yes. I was impressed. Um, and it reminded me of something and that is that sending flowers to me is stressful because you don't like, if you don't do it from a, say you're sending it to a family member of a, your girlfriend in another place where you're not from. And you need to find a flower delivery place and you send yes. flowers. It can be stressful because sometimes that like you don't know if they're going to include embarrassing shit in it or something. I see. Well, well, you don't trust the flower shop, the local flower shop to not write what you want them to write. No, I do. But like say that you use a website or say that you, you know, flowers.com or something like I would be afraid that there was going to be some big flowers.com sign. And that that would be embarrassing. And, I see. And that happened to me. I sent flowers to one of my old girlfriend's moms and with flowers.com. And apparently, like, it was very obvious that it was from flowers.com because she said something like, thank you for sending those sweet flowers from flowers. 
Flowers.com. She started laughing. She like made fun of me, and then my girlfriend also started making fun of me. Well, God help us if Flowers.com ever wants to advertise on the podcast. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) yeah, that does seem it does seem like you went the route of least resistance. You just typed in. I bet you didn't even. You just tried Flowers.com, and it turned out that they did delivery flowers. I think I literally was like, "Deliver flowers to wherever they were," and that's what popped up. Yeah. But the move is, like you said, you've got to find the local flower delivery place. You know what I like to do, Julio? What do you like to do? I like to go to a local flower place and then find one that has a high rating on Google or or Yelp or whatever, and then I go on their website, and it does not matter what the occasion is that I am buying that those flowers for. I love going to the grief flowers. <laughs> why? To me, they're always the most beautiful. I, I don't know why. I just feel like... But then are you not afraid that you're going to have like a little thing stuck into there that says sorry? Or like starts including shit like that? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I don't know. I just find that the grief arrangements are the ones that the flower stores put the most love into. Mm-hmm. Because with a birthday or Mother's Day, it's a, it's like you right. can just put anything Tacking in Tacking on to an already Whereas happy occasion. grief is always understated. It's gentle color pallor, pa- what patterns. It's probably not overly fragrant mm. uh it's not flowers that you're going to get allergic to because the last thing you want when you're weeping is to have an allergy attack <laughs> on top of that so yeah i love the grief you know section the grief of, section of, uh, local flower shops flower hack yeah love it dude okay i got i got one more thing i want to tell you please so i was city biking mm-hmm. through the city the other day which you love to do i do love to and I was in the middle of the road or something, but there was a there was kind of construction in one of the two lanes, so I had to be on the left. Mm-hmm. And a car behind me pulled past me and turned, and as they passed me, a woman yelled, "Stay in your lane," <laughs> or something. Stay in your lane, but I couldn't stay in my lane. There was only one lane. In order to in stay in my lane, I would have driven through a manhole <laughs> or an, an uncovered section of, of <laughs> pavement with men inside wearing hard hats, fixing irrigation or God knows what. <laughs> so I had one way to go, and she flipped out at me and said that. And I don't know why. I just decided to see if I could chase her down. <laughs> and i did yeah okay. i stood up i mean i peloton a lot <laughs> and i could just hear alex toussaint in my brain going out of the saddle in three two one yeah <laughs> you feeling it um and i'm i'm out of the saddle on this city bike at the highest resistance and i am flying after this car <laughs> and i know exactly what they look like i see them stop at a stoplight you're in New York City. Like, they can only go so far. Right. Unless somehow, magically, all of the stoplights open for them at the right time, I'm going to catch a car <laughs> on a city bike because I can violate right. traffic lights. Right. So I caught them. 
and, and I pulled up right alongside. Like I'm talking three feet from their car window. <laughs> and I and they had their windows down and they're talking and it was a woman and a man, I think. And the man was in the passenger seat and she was driving. And I said, Hey. And she looks over and she goes, <laughs> and I go, what did you say to me? And she goes, I told you to stay in your lane. And I don't know why. I just went, oh, okay. <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, because I didn't want to get in trouble for you, for swerving around you. And I was like, no problem. And then I just turned around and biked away. What? Somehow that works for me. Like, I understand. It worked for me. This this is like when I followed the woman when she told me to fuck myself during height of the pandemic. Remember that story? No, that, refresh me. Some... I was in the grocery store and some lady was like six feet apart and I was standing on the X and I was like, I'm standing on the X. And then she said, fuck you. And then I followed her home. And then I actually got like some hate DMS for that. People are like, dude, that was fucked up that you did. What that. did you, what did you do when you followed her home? I just like made sure to like, to like speed up and just follow her. And then I didn't follow her. You for just that long. made her a little uneasy. Yes. The way that yeah. you made Look, this person. A little the uneasy. problem is that that sound, that, that sounds like stalking. I'm sure it happened in the middle of the day. It did. Yeah, so stalking can only happen at night. Dude, it's fine. I, I'm glad, I, dude. Good for you. Good for you. It, no, but 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 if it's it's dude, the ambiguity is on your side during the day. That is true. If you're gonna stalk, yeah, what the hell is she gonna? I mean, she she can't say someone's stalking me. Well, what do you mean? How do you know? Well, I can see him in broad daylight. Well, why don't you just turn to any one of the four hundred people around you and be like, hey, this guy's bothering me, and everyone will jump in. That's true. No, but my to my thing, right? I I don't know what I wanted. I just wanted to to show her that I had caught up and that she had to face me. Right. And that And she backed down. And that I wasn't a bad guy and that she and somehow maybe plant some seed of guilt in her for being such a bitch. I had a murder fantasy when you told this story. A, the, a murder fantasy of like her being like stay in your lane and she's like far enough away when she says that that you would have to have a really good shot to hit her mm. and then you pull out a pistol yeah and then you just go Pew! and then all of a sudden like there's a there's a moment of of the bullet traveling and then all of a sudden you just see her go yeah yeah you don't <laughs> even you don't even hear it because it's so far away but you just sort of <laughs> see the see red it. mist <laughs> And then the brain matter against the back window. Exactly, it's so satisfying. Yeah, that is nice. I've but, always, I've always wanted that, but I didn't think that with this woman. But don't kill, yeah. But I have, I don't have murder fantasies with people so much, but when I see seagulls at the beach, I sort of trace them with a gun, and then I, I lead them by like an inch or so, and go, <laughs> and then I imagine them just sort of flopping down to the earth, like a, a deflated Coasting balloon. Coasting down. Yeah, but, but, dude. I, I'm telling you, I don't know if this woman thought about it, but I, I just hope that because she struck me as somebody who yells at people on the street all the time for not abiding by her perfect rules of driving or biking or whatever. Which, by the way, you had no choice. So it's her not yeah, even knowing what the fuck she's exactly. talking about. I, I wasn't holding her up. I don't even think I was 
I wasn't I wasn't doing anything wrong. And she screamed at me. Mm. And I and then I wanted to set her right. But I did it in the most like bizarre, confusing. I wanted to confuse her. I think that's what I wanted. I wanted to confuse her. I mean, dude, bite like bikers in New York City are just unbelievably confrontational. And I guess they I guess you guys have to be. Because otherwise, don't, people, don't lump me in with people them. People try to trample don't on your me. rights. You're talking bikers in New York City. I think of like bike messengers and then dudes who, for whatever fucking reason, decide to throw on their bike shorts, their Oakley sunglasses, <laughs> a helmet, and hit their 10 speed and drive, you know, ride their bikes up to Nyack, 48 <laughs> mile round trip. But dude, the amount of times I hear, stay, get out of the bike lane. Yeah. The amount, like, I hear that happen. And dude, don't you deserve to be lumped you in? Bro. Live you live. You followed wrong, a lady. You live in the wrong place if and you are her. one of those bikers. I I deserve. You caught, to, yes, you you I, caught up with somebody. She, she did deserve it. it, but you'd also deserve to be lumped in with the confrontational bike people. I I'm picturing spandex on that guy. <laughs> I had a I had you know I had a fucking golf shirt on or something. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm a biker now. Yeah. You're just a very sneakily confrontational guy, dude. Yeah, I find myself in pickles. <laughs> Get my hand in the old honey jar every once in a while. And then it's uh then we all come to blows. I almost you came dog. to blows in the uh in alternate side parking Thursday yes, last week. You did? The guy in the yellow shirt. I, I swear I was so sure he was gonna punch me in the face. And I even in that moment I, I was like the Joker in the dark night. I was like, Oh, do it, do it. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. <laughs> I just wanted him to punch me. I knew people would sign up for the Patreon if he punched me in the face. <laughs> and he didn't. Because he got out of the car as though he was going to punch me in the face. And then it's just like as soon as he got to the sidewalk, he was like, this guy's way bigger than me. Because I, I, he gets out of his car door aggressively. And he goes, listen, buddy. And then in the next words out of his mouth were, I don't even want to argue about this. Uh, and you could just see the the switch. How quickly he and realized was like, he was outmatched. It, why do I do so much weightlifting? I seven <laughs> percent body fat. This guy's not going to attack me. If, how do you know your body fat percentage? Do you get measured with the? Things, you know how I know. You know how things? I know because every time you join a gym, they try to foist personal training sessions on you. Yeah, and the first one's free, and they assess and in it. that first one they assess you and they do your body fat. Got it. And then I never do the the, the sessions. Got it. Got but it. I get got all it. those numbers. That's awesome, it. Dude. That's Oops the podcast. Gonna go smoke some meats. <laughs> you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. We love you. Uh, any any thoughts? Emails. Oops the podcast gmail dot com. Uh, follow him. Not Julio with a J. I'm Francis C C Ellis. Uh, we will see you next next week, guys. We love you. Bye.